welcome to the worship service at the Seventh-day Adventist Church in Hayward, California, a multicultural church in the San Francisco East Bay that worships on the Seventh-day Sabbath, Saturday. The ministry of the Word by Pastor Paul Penno is the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ to forgive sin and save from sin by his cross and ministry as priest in the heavenly sanctuary the third angel's message in verity. Join us now as the service is in progress. Our Father, who art in heaven. Yes. Don't interrupt me, I'm praying. But you called me. Called you? I didn't call you, I'm praying. Our Father, who art in heaven. There, you did it again. Did what? Called me. You said, Our Father who art in heaven, here I am. But I didn't mean anything by it. I was, you know, just saying my prayers for the day. I always say the Lord's Prayer. It makes me feel good, kind of like getting my duty done. All right, go on. Hallowed be thy name. Hold it. What did you mean by that? By what? By... Hallowed be thy name. It means... It means... Good grief. I don't know what it means. How should I know? It's just part of the prayer. By the way, what does it mean? It means honored, holy, wonderful. That makes sense. I never thought about what hallowed meant before. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Do you really mean that? Sure, why not? What are you going to do about it? Doing? Nothing, I guess. I just think it would be kind of neat if you got control of everything down here, like you have up there. Have I got control of you? Well, I go to church. That isn't what I ask you. What about that habit of lust you have and your bad temper? You've really got a problem there, you know. And then there's the way you spend your money, all on yourself. And what about the kinds of books you read? <laughs> Stop picking on me. I'm just as good as some of the rest of the phonies at the church. Excuse me. I thought you were praying for my will to be done. If that is to happen, it will have to start with the ones who are praying for it, like you, for example. All right. I guess I'll have to do some hang-ups. Now that you mention it, I'd probably name some others. So could I. I haven't thought about it up until now, but I really would like to cut some of those things out. I'd like to, you know, really be free. Good. Now we're getting somewhere. We'll work together. You and I can have some victories that can truly be won. I'm proud of you. Look, Lord, I need to finish up here. This is taking a lot longer than it usually does. Give us this day our daily bread. You need to cut down on the bread, too. You're overweight as it is. Hey, wait a minute. What is this criticizing day? Here I was doing my religious duty, and all of a sudden you break in and remind me of all my hang-ups? Praying's a dangerous thing. You can wind up changed, you know. That's what I'm trying to get across to you. You called me, and here I am. It's too late to stop now. Keep on praying. 
I'm interested in the next part of your prayer. Well, go on. I'm scared too. Scared of what? I know what you're going to say. Try me and see. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. What about Sally? See, I knew it. I knew you'd bring her up. Why, she's lied about me, cheated me out of money. She never paid me back that debt she owes me. I've sworn to eat it even. But your prayer, what about your prayer? I didn't mean it. Well, at least you're honest. But it's not much fun carrying the load of bitterness around inside, is it? No, but I'll feel better as soon as I get even. Boy, have I made some plans for old Sally. She'll wish she never did harm me. You won't feel any better. You'll feel worse. Revenge isn't sweet. Think of how unhappy you are already. But I can change all that. You can? How? Forgive Sally. Then I'll forgive you. Then the hate and sin will be Sally's problem and not yours. You may lose the money, but you will settle your heart. But, Lord, I can't forgive Sally. Then I can't forgive you. You're right. Of course you are. And more than I want revenge on Sally, I want to be right with you. All right, I forgive her. I help her to find the right ruin in my floor. She's bound to be awfully miserable now that I think about it. Some way, somehow, show her the right way. There now. How do you feel? Hmm, not bad. Not bad at all. In fact, I feel pretty great. You know, I don't think I'll have to go to sleep uptight tonight since I can't remember. Maybe I won't be so tired from now on because I'm not getting enough sleep. You're not through with your prayer. Go on. Oh, all right. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Good, good. I'll do that. Just don't put yourself in a place where you can be tempted. Well, what do you mean by that? Quit hanging around the wrong places, watching inappropriate movies and television, listening to sinful conversations, getting into compromising situations. Change some of your friendships. Some of your so-called friends are beginning to get to you. They'll have you completely involved in wrong things before long. Don't be fooled. They advertise they're having fun, but for you, it would be ruin. Don't use me for an escape hatch. I don't understand. Sure you do. You've done it lots of times. You get caught in a bad situation, you get into trouble, and then you come running to me. Lord, help me out of this mess. And I promise I'll, you I'll never do it again. You remember some of those bargains you tried to make with me? Yeah, and I'm ashamed, Lord. I really am. Which bargains are you remembering? Well, when the woman across the street saw me backing away from the neighborhood bar, I remember telling my mom I was going to the store. I remember telling you, Lord, please don't let her tell my mother where I've been. I promise I'll be in church every week. She didn't tell your mom, but you didn't keep your promise, did you? I'm sorry, Lord. I really am. Up until now, I just thought if I pray the Lord's Prayer every day, I could do what I pleased. I never thought anything would happen the way it did. Go ahead. 
Finish your prayer. Oh, yeah. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Do you know what would bring me glory? What would make me really happy? No, but I'd like to know. I could see what a mess I've made of my life, and I could see how great it would be to really follow you. You just answered the question. I did? Yes. The one thing that would bring me glory is to have people like you truly love me. And I can see that happening between us. Now that some of these old sins are exposed and out of the way, well, there's no telling what we can do together. Lord, let's see what we can make of me, okay? Yes, let's see.
Good morning, Pathfinders. Our topic for today is this thing called prayer. To begin our discussion, who can tell us what they think prayer is? I think it's talking to God, you know, having a conversation with Him. Okay, if that's your definition, who does the talking? Well, I guess I do. After all, I am the one saying the prayer. Does God do any speaking during your prayer conversation? I don't hear an audible voice, but I know he hears me. We'll get back to that. What other ways can we describe what prayer is? It's asking for stuff. So you think prayer is asking for stuff like a heavenly Santa Claus? The Bible says, asking ye shall receive. So I figured it's a good idea to let God know what I want. I saw a really cool leather jacket in the mall that I'd really like to have. So I've been praying to that God that will please give it for me. (laughs) I tried it on at the store and it looks great on me. All the popular kids at school have one. Do you need a new jacket? Well, not really. I've got a bunch of jackets, but not a leather one. (laughs) So I figured praying for a leather jacket was a good way to cover all my bases since since I've been bugging my folks and my grandma for it. So thus far, we have described prayer as talking to God and asking for stuff. What else? I think prayer is thanking God for what he has done for us. Yes, I agree. Prayer is for thanking God. Thus far, we have three things that you have told us that describe prayer. Prayer is talking to God, asking God for stuff, and thanking God. I think that's a start. Michelle, would you read the quotation that I gave you that describes prayer? Prayer is the opening of the heart to God as to a friend. Not that it is necessary in order to make known to God what we are, but in order to enable us to receive him. Prayer does not bring God down to us, but brings us up to him. So prayer is talking to God like a friend. If we have prayed and asked God for something, will he answer us? Yes, I think God answers every prayer. But he doesn't always say yes. Many times he says no. But God knows the best answer for us. Sometimes he says yes, sometimes no, and sometimes his answer is not yet. I guess we have to be patient. I haven't seen any sign of a new leather jacket, so I guess my answer is yes, no, or not yet. God probably said no because he knows you really don't need one, and you just wanted one so you could look cool in front of your friends. Well, that brings up an important point. When we pray for things, shouldn't we be asking to receive only if it's in God's will? Since he sees everything from the beginning to the end, only he knows whether what we ask for would be good for us. Nicole, please read your quotation that I gave you. He makes it plain that our asking must be according to God's will. We must ask for the things that he has promised, and whatever we receive must be used in doing his will. There goes my leather jacket. I guess I was asking for the wrong reason. Maybe we should look a little deeper into what God wants us to ask for. Jody, would you read your quotation? Ask them. Ask and ye shall receive. Ask for humility, wisdom, courage, increase of faith. To every sincere prayer, an answer will come. It may not come just as you desire or at the time you look for it. But it will come in the way and at the time that will best meet your needs. That brings us to another question. 
when do you think we should pray? I know many people pray before eating. That's a good answer. What are some other times? I don't drink church. Duh. Of course, we pray during church. It's part of the program. What about bedtime? good time, but I don't really like that night, lay me down to sleep kind of prayer. Prayer at bedtime could be just telling God thanks for the day and asking for a good night's rest. Do you ever find yourself saying the same prayer at every meal and the same one at bedtime? Well, now that you mention it, I guess we do get in a lot of times. Maybe if we knew God better, that wouldn't happen, since then we would be talking to him as a friend. That's true. Are there any other times that we should pray? I know one, when we're in danger. The other day, I heard about a story about another car that almost hit someone. As it swerved toward them, they remembered saying, Jesus, help. I know it was a very short prayer, but Jesus answered it and kept them safe. Now that was wonderful. I hope they remembered to say thanks afterwards. We now have come up with four different times we should pray. Before meals, during church, at bedtime, and during times of trouble or danger. Ariel, would you read your quotation? God will do great things for those who trust in him. The reason why his professed people have no greater strength is that they trust so much to their own wisdom and do not give the Lord an opportunity to reveal his power in their behalf. He will help his believing children in every emergency if they will place their entire confidence in him and faithfully obey him. That's quite a promise. Let's move on. Do you think God might have some suggestions about when we should pray? What about first thing in the morning? That would really start the day right. You are so right. We have several quotations that talk about that very thing. Mateo, would you read your quotation? Let your day be entered upon with prayer. Work as in God's sight. Kirsten, would you read your quotation? We should pray in the morning that as the sun illuminates the landscape and fills the world with light, so the sun of righteousness may shine into the chambers of mind and heart and make us all light in the Lord. And now, Jody, your quotation. Consecrate yourself to God in the morning. Make this your very first work. Let your prayer be, save me, O Lord, as holy thine. I lay all my plans at thy feet. Use me today in thy service. Abide in me. Let all my work be wrought in thee. This is a daily matter. I can see how starting the day out with prayer is a great idea to get into with God. So if we pray in the morning, before meals, at bedtime, and at any time we're in trouble, it seems to me that we're going to be doing a lot of praying. <laughs> you are so right. In fact, 1 Thessalonians 5.17 says, Pray without ceasing. But how are we supposed to do that? If we spend all our time on our knees, we won't get anything else done. Yeah. How are we supposed to pray constantly? I don't think God intended us to spend all day on our knees. Michelle, read your quotation, and I think we will have our answer. Christ commands, pray without ceasing. That is, keep the mind uplifted to God, the source of all power and efficiency. Here's another quotation that talks about praying without ceasing. Nicole, would you read your quotation? Cultivate the habit of talking with the Savior when you are alone, when you are walking, and when you are busy with your daily labor. 
Let the heart be continually uplifted in silent petition for help, for light, for strength, for knowledge. Let every breath be a prayer. I get it. We're supposed to stay tuned to God at all times, just like keeping our best friends in the phone at all times. That doesn't make sense when you put it that way. I think I like learning more about prayer. I have a question. Is there a particular manner in which we should pray? What do you think? Well, I think we should bow our heads. Why? Bowing our heads is a sign of your respect for God. What else? You should close your eyes. Why should you close your eyes? Closing your eyes shuts out the world and helps you focus on God. What else? You should fold your hands. Why? It keeps you focused and it is a sign that you are respectfully asking for something. Anything else? Yes, we should deal. Does that mean we're sending God an email? I think that's one way to put it. But sometimes we stand for prayer. I think both customs show signs of respect. In polite society, gentlemen stand when a lady enters the room. So when we stand for prayer, we are showing God respect. But kneeling shows even more respect. I think you're right. When we kneel before God with our heads bowed, eyes closed, and hands folded, we are showing God the highest form of respect and reverence. Liz, would you read your quotation? Both in public and in private worship, it is our privilege to bow on our knees before the Lord when we offer our petitions to him. Jesus, our example, kneeled down and prayed. Of his disciples, it is recorded that they too kneeled down and prayed. What does the Bible tell us to do? Ariel, would you read Psalms 95, 6? Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. Now we know that when we should pray and the manner in which we should pray, but how do we know what we should say? I think we should follow Jesus' example of the Lord's Prayer. That's an excellent plan. Jesus' disciples had the same idea when they asked, Lord, teach us to pray. How does the Lord's Prayer begin? Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. So it begins by addressing God as our Father. What a wonderful thing that we are allowed to call the ruler of the universe our Father. That means that we are reminding ourselves of the relationship between us. He is our Father, and we are his children. Next, we are to acknowledge his rulership of heaven, and his very name is holy. What is next? Thy kingdom come. What do you think that means? I think it means that we understand that God is in charge of his kingdom there in heaven, and we want him to be in charge of us so that we can be a part of his kingdom too. What comes next? Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. What does that mean? I think it means that we want to submit ourselves to him because he knows what's best both in heaven and here on earth. Very good. Thus far we have shown honor and respect in addressing God. Then we have given control of ourselves to God. What comes next? We finally get to ask God for things. Yes, that's true. But what does he tell us to ask for? Give us to stay our daily bread. Do you think he only wants to give us food? No, I think he wants us to ask him for our daily needs. Does that include my leather jacket? Only if you really need it. Well, that brings up a good point. Should we ask God for personal things? 
I think it's okay as long as you are willing to say if this is God's will. Jody, would you read your quotation, please? It is part of God's plan to grant us an answer to the prayer of David, that which he would not bestow did he not ask. So it's okay to ask for things as long as we're willing to say to God, your will be done. You've got the right idea. So let's keep asking God for the things he wants to give us. What else in the Lord's Prayer are we told to ask for? Forgiveness. That's right. What does the prayer say? Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Does that mean that if we don't forgive others who have wronged us, that God won't forgive us of our sins? I guess that's the general idea. When we forgive others, we are in a better position to accept God's forgiveness. What else does the prayer tell us to ask for? Protection from sin. What are the actual words of the request? And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Do you think God leads us into temptation? Sometimes I think he allows us to be in situations to test us. That may be true, but I think the prayer is asking God to keep us from going down the wrong path to start with. What about the deliver us from evil part? Maybe if we ask for more help to keep out of trouble, we wouldn't need so much help from God to keep out of it. What happens next in the prayer? We praise God. Do you think we include enough praise in our prayers? No, probably not. What do you think would happen if we did praise God more? Liz, please read your quotation. If the loving kindness of God called forth more thanksgiving and praise, we would have far more power in prayer. We would abound more and more in the love of God and have more bestowed to praise him for. You who complain that God does not hear your prayers, change your present order and mingle praise with your petitions. When you consider his goodness and mercies, you will find that he will consider your wants. Maybe if we spend more of our time praising God, we wouldn't ask for so many selfish things. What does the Lord's Prayer say about praise? For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. What does it mean? God is in charge, the ruler of the universe. God has all the power in the universe. God is worthy of worship forever. Our God is truly awesome. How does the prayer end? Amen. What do you think that means? That the prayer is over? It's more than that. I think it means, may everything happen in the way you desire. Yes, you are saying to God, may your will be done in my life. Jesus gave us a wonderful outline for how to pray. First, we address God in a reverent way. Then declare our willingness to submit to his control. Next, we ask God to provide for our daily needs, forgive us, and protect us from sin. Finally, we praise God and declare that he is the ruler of the universe, has all the power, and is worthy of worship. The final amen is our statement of, may your will be done in all areas of our lives. To finish our worship, let us say the Lord's Prayer together. Let us kneel.
Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever. Amen. Join us again next time for the Word of God which will feed the soul. I am committed to bring you the fullness of the gospel as Jesus has revealed it to us in order to prepare a people for his soon coming.